Yeah, all right, we recording. <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and restart that. God, I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. This is yours? Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you, yo. You ain't got so many of these, though. I think, what, what was this on the uh, graduation album? I'm just saying how I feel. I forget. I think so. Because I remember, I think when he was talking about it, like, they was doing the behind the scenes, like, his thought process. And he said he wanted this album to sound like stadium music, like anthem. You know what I'm saying? And you can hear it, like, you, like you said, you want to hear this after you do something big. You know what I'm saying? And, like, Absolutely. Tell me nothing. Especially when you consider his story, yo. Like it's just like so. It, it's just so wild. Like his, like all the stuff he overcame, man. Like, and he, nobody believed in him but him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and we gonna talk about it on the pod, but like, I think that's what makes people like successful is when you figure out. That's what this whole podcast is about. It's like figuring out what makes you unique. You know what I'm saying? And tying that to like what you do well. You know what I'm saying? Like he makes art well, like clearly, whether it be music, whether it be fashion. You know what I'm saying? But he figured out something he loves. And then he paired it with what he did well, and he worked. And now I'm sorry, I forgot to leave one thing out. Like he worked hard at it too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you that, if you that determined, you know what I'm saying. But that's the only. Like I talk about Nipsey all the time. Like he said it so clear. He was like, "There ain't nothing special about me. I just didn't stop." You know what I'm saying? And like that's just such a testament to somebody we look at as like a genius of his era. You know what I'm saying? But he was letting us know, like, there's nothing between, no difference between you and me. It's just, I got to work. You know what I'm saying? And, and and if you want this, that's all you got to do. You know what I'm saying? My dog is different than your dog. Exactly. All right. But this is another episode of the I Don't Know Tom podcast. Thank everybody for joining and listening in again. And I'm here with another special guest. Uh, y'all might know him in the, the Twitter streets as Slick Flair. I think is his name. Is it Slick Flair still? All right, man. But... I know him as, uh, I, I guess I know him as Slick too, but his real name is Rick. I won't put his last name out there unless he wants to put it on the nah, record. All right, man. Well, thank you for joining the podcast again, man. And uh, we opened up by talking about uh, Kanye, Wait Till I Get My Money Right, being the, the uh, championship song. Like, if you reach the level of success that you can look up and say, I did it, this is the song that's going to be playing in the background. Yeah, like, what is it about this song in particular? I don't, like, I so I used to like beats back in the day. So before, sometimes when I listen to music, I listen to the, the, the construction of the beat and stuff. Yeah, that's what draws me to the song. Okay. So this, is, like you said, this is like stadium music. So the beats are so powerful. Then 
the la la la, yeah, the chanting, <laughs> and then wait till I get my money right, like wait till I get to that status where I'm, I'm straight. Yeah. So that's basically that's the main point of the song to me. Wait till I get I'm comfortable. Yeah, like my thing that I, I didn't know that you made beats, man. Like where did that come from? I'm low key like got a lot of creatives. Seeds in me, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> go ahead. Right, it's all right. <laughs> here we go. I understand. It's all right. Mason Cam but, is poor. Like, they got people out here pausing but, uh, everything. But I go ahead. I used to draw when I was little. Then at one point, I, I lived with my, my grandparents raising me. Okay. So. Mine too. Mine too, for sure. But so go ahead. At one point, I think my granddad, I used to DJ too. I had turntables. I used to go on to uh, Upbeat Records. Okay. Get records all the time, trying to scratch all that stuff. Got me a keyboard, drum machine, and yeah, I used to just go in the basement. And just my boys used to come over. We used to hit back. I ain't like, this show my age. We used to this make right. tapes. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't have none of the equipment where you could like cut it up and stuff. It was just straight long freestyles, yeah, like, gibberish basically. Because then those are your boys, so you to hype them. Like, yeah, that's absolutely, so absolutely. No, I used to. Do a lot of things, yeah. Like, where did that come from, though? Like, that artistic quality, like, and that tie to music. Like, where did that all come from? I have no idea. I really don't. Because since I lived with my grandparents, it took me a while to get, like, explicit mm-hmm. records. Yeah, yeah they, they was it wasn't with that. that. Yeah. yeah so, it's a different era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I, I always was, had a love with music. Not a love words, though, passion words, though. I wanted to uh, do it for a job or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, like, Listen to like Michael Jackson stuff back and like I grew yeah. up in a house full of aunts. So yeah. there's always music playing, especially on Sundays when they was cleaning it up and stuff like that. Absolutely. So music was always played in the crib. Yeah. That's probably where it came from yeah for sure yeah and I, I mean one of the reasons that i asked those questions is because i feel like when we figure out like why we do something like that we may not know before we learn about ourselves and i think it's interesting that like this has always been something special to you like you said you ain't even want to do it as a job but i doubt i mean at least the, i don't know that many people i didn't know that about you so you know and i don't know if many people other than your boys when you was growing up know that you even cared that much about music like that you know what i'm saying like, where did that, I mean, you ever think about that anymore? Like, honestly, now that you brought it up, I learned since, since I got older, I start learning more about my mental health mm-hmm. stuff, anxiety, stuff like that. So I started thinking like when I did go make beats, my mm-hmm. mind was clear. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about whatever problems I had that day, school, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just like a, re- a release yeah. from wherever you're dealing with. So that's probably why I got like my creative side. When you Ryan's is captivated with something else, you don't think about what other stuff you got going on. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's I think it's a little bit more than that in some ways. Like I think it, it connect. It sounds like that expression, the music is saying something that you can't get across, whether or not it's like like vocally, right? Like whether or not it's a beat. Or if it's the words, like the lyrics, like Kanye said, like, wait till I get my money right. It sounds like those words specifically spoke to you. Like when I'm, if you see yourself almost in that circumstance, like when I get my money right, not saying it's not, I don't want to put you out there, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like you've, Uh, like, (laughs) I I ain't put nobody's business out there, but it's like, you think like, wait, wait, when you get to that space, 
I'm a, I'm a be, I'm a show him almost, right? Like, do you feel like that's been the case in terms of the connection? Like, it's saying something to you, it's speaking for you in a way. Yeah, I, sometimes I feel a little like I'm underestimated, or mm-hmm. I'm not like I don't want the spotlight on me, nothing like that. But sometimes I, I feel like some people don't appreciate the stuff I do, like my yeah. heart stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. or just you know how times are when it's got social media and stuff like. It's materialistic stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when people like, if I ever got my money right and I can see people that change, mm-hmm. it's because I got money now. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see that because I'm like I've been the same person the whole time. You could have been on my team, could have been real rocking with me, we could have been tight friends, but now I got this. I see what your motive is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like that. Like, okay, hold on one second, bro. All right, here we go. All right, man, we back at it. So. One of the first questions that I wanted to, uh, well, I typically ask that I don't know if anybody's or if I've ever asked you this. So very basic, very broad. Like if I was to ask who is slick, what would you answer? Cool ass nigga. All right. (laughs) Cool laid back ass nigga. Funny. All right. All right. Funny. All right. All right. Anything else? Uh, Genuine, kind hearted. Okay. Do anything for it. All right. Good friends and they know. Okay. Or I do stuff for random people too, so <laughs> just got a good heart. Yeah. What is it about like those qualities that's so important, man? Like when you when you talk about your nature, you started with cool, you know what I'm saying? Do you talked about um being kind hearted, being humorous? Like what is it about this kind of this making almost like this quality of making people feel good, uh quality about you? Where does that come from? It, it might be from like I'm a Virgo, so it might be one a Virgo characteristic. I All don't right. know. I think it might. Uh, it's how God made me, for real. I can't okay. even answer that question, for real. All right. Well, I'm not. I don't feel on this podcast. We don't just let it just stick there. I gotta keep asking. So, when you say it's how God made you, right? Like, out of all the things that you could be in this world, out of all the things that you could be, every day you make decisions after decisions based on information you got. What is it about this person that you are that feels good to you? Like, why do you like being this person? Or do you like being this person? Might no, be a I good do. question. So, I'm a good dude. So, okay. when you do good things, you don't expect that coming back. Okay. I like to put smiles on people's faces. I like to just to see uh, somebody appreciate something good done, like yeah. offered to them or done for them or something like that. I just like a good energy. I like to feel good energy coming from somebody when they appreciate something. So that's why I do good things, I guess. And yeah. this, is, this is my thought of myself. Like, you know how you go to Spencer's, right? You buy yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. give you the card. This is a dated podcast. People don't know what Spencer's oh, is anymore. Right. Yeah. No, they got it on the app now, though. <laughs> yeah, so, but, cool. uh, but go ahead. I feel as though, like, the more good things I do, like, the more bigger blessings is going to come to come back to me because I put it out in the universe and it's going to come back eventually. Where did you learn that from though? Nobody specifically taught me that. It's just me going through life and just, okay. Actually it might've been my granddad. Okay. My granddad was a a very, very nice dude. Generous dude. Mm -hmm. Very, but he was quiet. He wasn't a vocal leader. He was led by example, I guess, Mm -hmm. because, I just, I guess I watched a lot what he did. Then yeah. as I got older, I had some of them traits that 
like my work ethic. Yeah. And with tools and stuff like that, he always working on cars and stuff like that. Yeah. So me just watching him, I guess. I just became mechanically inclined, I guess. Yeah, that's funny, too, that you say that, like, one of the qualities you mentioned about your granddad, other than, like, being mechanically inclined, working with his hands and, and, and doing for others, you said he was laid back. And one of the first things you said is that you was cool. And I would imagine that is that what you associate cool with, like, just the, the dude that, like, has charisma but is chill? Like, is that what you see it as? Yeah. Or, yeah. Because I don't have charisma like some of my friends, like, Jizz got charisma. Yeah. It just shines. <laughs> it just shines. Jizz, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have that type of like his yeah. brother who's got charisma Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Charles a lot Hughes. of other my boys got charisma. It just you walk. They walk in a room. It just it's yeah. a party. It just they put smiles on people's faces. They yeah have good conversation. But I guess my chillness and that might be my part like type of charisma. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think that like everybody got a unique quality about them. And when you figure out what that is and you tie it to something you're good at, that's when you start to shine, right? Like, I do think that, you know, you as somebody that I've gotten to know has like this unique quality of like wanting to both make people laugh, but like also it's like you, you want to, like it's also like you, you want to create the environment that just makes people feel good for some random reason but you also don't do it in a boisterous way so it's almost like counterintuitive like usually if somebody's humorous they look up to take up space in a room yeah like you like to almost like throw in a joke but like on the low you know what i'm saying like move like on the low so it's kind of funny that you're trying to do both of those things at once in a way i wasn't never one of them guys was i was used to be shy when i was younger yeah like, if this was the old old me, I wouldn't be talking in the mic. Like yeah. I couldn't do public speaking and like I used to freeze up and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's probably where that low key stuff still is in. But yeah. I don't ever want to be like the main guy in the room. I never was like that. Yeah, why I'm more not, of a team though? player. I'm why, a, why not? Why not the main guy though? I don't want all that attention. Like, I I like a little attention, <laughs> but I don't want all the okay. attention. Yeah. Okay. So you want the right amount of attention? Yeah. Okay. Who do you want attention, or what type of attention do you want, though? Like, what is it you want? The what do you want to be seen? Like, where do you want the attention to be for? Like, how do you want people to see you? So, like, if I give off some good, like, good vibes, good energy, mm -hmm. it's like word of mouth. Like, somebody asks about me, you got something good to say about me. Like, no, yeah. no, no fugazi, no. How's it PG thirteen? No, that's cool. You are. Right. Right, right. Is everybody want encouraging no. people to speak their truth? Man. Uh, Go ahead. Right. Like, no when somebody asks about me, I don't want no fuckery being behind my name. I want yeah. straight. A good, like he's a good dude. Like, yeah. You keep coming back. That's what's so interesting. Is like you, you earlier you said it's just how God made you. You said it's, you never really thought about it. It's just how you are, but. Like, that's a decision because obviously you being the way you are, you recognize that people ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. why? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you keep saying, like, you recognize that this is your way of putting goodness out in the world. Why are you choosing this way of doing it? Like you said, jizz and who's do it a different way. Like, why is it like you are choosing to do it in this way? Why go out of your way for people? Why be the helping hand doing for others? Why do any of this? That's like, see. You know how when like the higher power might just tell you something in your heart. Yeah. That's where I like when I feel my random acts of kindness, it comes out mm -hmm. it's, it's spontaneous, it's it's out the blue. Like yeah. I might see somebody like 
and just God, like, man, just look out for him. Or yeah, I just really can't. It's just a feeling I get. I don't plan on doing it sometimes. Like I might be on Instagram or something to see somebody to say something like, and then I just get mm-hmm. the little calling like, man, this, this okay. That's how it be for me for like, some reason. So, what is the where where do you think like in, in terms of doing for others, right? Like, do you feel like people return that and kind of like do people do for you? that's part of the game you can't expect that back that's fair like and i believe in altruism like Like, i don't do do good for others and don't expect it back but like my a better question might be do you want others to do the same for you random acts of kindness look out for you i would love it but i like i'm not gonna yearn for it like beg somebody for it because they should do it like at the heart like i'll be doing it for people well true but like it almost seems like you're trying to protect yourself from like expecting it because you said I would love it, but I'm not going to yearn for it. Like that's like a half measure. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I haven't received it, so I'm not used to getting it. So I'm just going to yeah. stay on the path I've been on. I guess when somebody gifts me with stuff, I truly appreciate it. Cause I don't get gifts all the time. Yeah. It is hard to like open or so if you're used to like not getting something that, you would like, like you, you feel like you do for others. You always look out for others and you're not used to getting that a return. You almost, I, I would imagine. Cause I think in some ways I've seen people do this. Like you, you shell up to protect yourself from expecting anything. Like you can still feel like you're a good person because you're contributing goodness out in the world, but to protect your own feelings, you never expect anything. Like you feel good when you get it, but you just never expect anything in return. Like, in some ways, one could argue you're not allowing yourself to be open to maybe expecting or putting the expectation out that you deserve that. Yeah, true. I think, like, me growing up, I used to get my hopes up a lot. Yeah. Stuff, and stuff never happened. So, Mm -hmm. as I got older, I'm like, I'm going to be a realist. Like, it is. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. uh, Words don't really mean too much. It's more about actions. Like, so... I don't. That's why I, I probably don't expect stuff like from people, cause, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just some people just don't be built like, like that. Like so, yeah. Why expect it? I I feel you. You know what I'm saying? And like I don't think it, I, I'm not here to say that's a good or a bad thing. Like it's not about judging it. It's just interesting because I think once you understand why you do something, you get to make a choice whether or not you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, I could definitely respect, like, I, I I feel like I've grown up and definitely dealt with disappointment, too. Like, maybe feeling like feeling like I put myself out there and, and didn't get the love in return. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But I, I think that when you, at some point, you start, I think when you start to demand it, it changes the terrain for how people deal with you. You know what I'm saying? But the well, the other thing I'll say is that, if 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 I'm if I'm somebody that is always going to do for others, and that's what I've been become like known as, I can't be mad if people always expect me to do for them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like it, it almost and I knew I know when I because I used to be a people pleaser. I know when I used to feel that way, and I'm not saying you are, but when I used to do a lot for others, in some ways and maybe small ways, I used to get resentment if I ever felt like I needed something or I felt like you should be there and you're not. I started to get resentful. But then what I realized is that you got to control what you can control. So instead of expecting something from them, 
I, I reset the foundation of the relationship and said, these are the terms in which I'm going to give to others. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. saying you got to do something for me, but now I, I expect, you know what I'm saying? Something in return in the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like a business. In, yeah, in exactly. Oh, so when it comes to my money, I'm speaking up <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It might take a while because yeah. I got to, I'm not good at communication when money I'm frustrated. Dynamic, I feel you. So but when I finally get my thoughts together, I'm definitely speaking up when it comes to my money. But uh, yeah. So, but what about your feelings though? I had an answer for you too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, uh, say what you was gonna say, man. My bad. Damn. What was I about to say? Uh, I don't know. I had a brain fart. That's all right, man. Take your time. But damn. Take your time. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe you gotta re ask me the question real quick, and I it might pop back up. No, I think we were talking more about like you said. Uh, you said that you're you're you you bring up. Oh, I know that's my yeah. fault for cutting yeah. you off. So, me being so nice, I was being like you said, not people pleaser, but I yeah, giving my up, up, giving too much of myself up to people that didn't deserve it. Yeah. So I had I was a lesson I had to learn. Now I kind of learned that lesson. So everybody don't get the slick treatment. Okay. So now I know who deserves. Saying like the good look, like the lookout, like I'm gonna okay. look out for this person type. So you know how to say no in a way, right? Not, yeah, it took me a while to understand. Yeah, I had people who just kept on. It's <laughs> like you gotta start saying no, Mike. I, I can't. I be just trying to like. Yeah. If I say I, my my words, my bond. So if I say I'm gonna do something, like yeah. I try to hold it down, but I put too much on my plate. Absolutely. Plus work and other stuff, so I, I overwhelmed myself, and I learned like, bro, you gotta stop saying yes to everything absolutely uh one of my favorite hove bars is i can't help the poor from one of them right and i think people look at that as mostly money but in a way it's also like everything like i can't give you more of me if i'm if i'm depleted yes you know what i'm saying and if i feel like in in a, in a business sense you're not going to be a good investment you know what i'm saying because if i need i, I can't come to you type of thing so yeah. I think it definitely makes a lot of sense from like a sustainability to evaluate who to who you could do that for and who you can't. You know what I'm saying? What my next question because we I, we 23 minutes in and I really only asked you one of the main questions. So I'm a, my next question is what brings you joy? What makes you happy? Seeing other people happy. Okay. All right. That's it. I I, I was going to let you live with the first question. Bring like bringing other people into the equation. If you had to strip away other people, what every, would you yeah, be just just you. If you had to create your own joy, what would that be? See, I said because I don't be thinking about mm-hmm. what makes me happy because I just got in like I ain't gonna say tunnel vision, but just got in a in a, in a lane where so I'm just worried about taking care of adult stuff mm-hmm. and. If ups and downs of life and stuff, mental health issues, whatever, just and then that is on the back burner, and I need to bring that to the front, though. Yeah, that's that's a question I don't really got an answer to for real. Yeah, I feel you on that, man, and I don't think you. Well, hopefully you don't, but I don't think you should feel bad about not having an answer to that because, well, part of it is the title, of the name. I don't know, Tom. You can just say that, but like, the other thing is like, it is it's important when we recognize we don't have an answer because now we know where to start looking for one. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we never even consider the question, 
we never even conceive of the fact that that's something we should be thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Like what makes me happy, uh, what brings me joy shouldn't be second fiddle to just trying to live every day. Because if that that's then life becomes work. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, like when I had my little personal conference meetings in the rad on my way to work or whatever, when I just yeah. be thinking and I asked that question to myself plenty of times. I never yeah. could come up with an answer. One of the ways that I try to help people figure the answer to this question out is like, when I didn't know how to answer this question for myself because I didn't have an answer, I thought like, well, what was I doing? What's the one, my earliest memory I could think of when I was just happy doing something? Doesn't matter what, what, what it was, what was I doing? So if you was to answer that question for yourself, like it could be any age, whatever, like what was you doing that was making you happy? So like, I think by me growing up, like I was the first grandkid of the first, I'm the oldest, so yeah, me too, I ain't really have nobody like <laughs> side by side with me. Like we just bond, like that was my, we were bonded. So I was the one doing the stuff beforehand and like all my cousins is a little younger than me. So I don't know, like I got used to just being a loner for real, I guess. Okay. So. When I'm around good company and people, all that's 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 why I kind of keep on saying the people part. Yeah. Because if I'm by myself a lot, and I just like I see other people and I bring them joy and like that, like smile, joking, and mm-hmm. that just fills my soul up a little bit more for sure. Yeah, I, that's real. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. Like if you were so, like not saying that this is the only thing that brings you joy, but it sounds like that element of family. Like, are you an only child? No, I have have brothers, but family's definitely big, big with me. Yeah. It seems like you feel like your responsibility in, in creating or sustaining this family is to provide though. So like with family, you know, like how deaths happen and stuff just cracks in half. So yeah, I think the, the what why I'm giving out more I want to give out more because my family's not the how I used to be so yeah. I think by me giving out that's the I'm it's it's taking over or covering up for my the, the strong bond I have for my family it's still it's still close but it ain't it's yeah you know when deaths happen it's never the same right? yeah so the 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 you providing these um like you providing these like uh what I want resources or whatever it is doing for others that's your way of filling in the cracks of keeping the family together in a way keeping that family like that family type love like how i felt that's the type of love i still that's like the energy the love i feel when i do something for somebody like how how my family was like loving like it was a close-knit family sunday dinner stuff like that like yeah when it's gone i i think that's my substitute i guess yeah it's funny that like you, you you went to this idea of like all right, well, let me do me this favor. Fast forward a little bit. So you said like when you was younger, being around family, that made you feel good. Like yeah. as you got older, what are some things that made you feel good? Hell. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can say anything, yeah? No, as I got older. Uh, you talked about making beats and stuff before. I don't know if that's. Yeah, that, that was just like a phase in my life, okay. I guess. I 
don't know, smoking weed, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, right, bro. Like, smoking weed? Yeah, just... What, just is it, what, what is it about that, though? Like, what does it do for you? Because for a lot of people, it do different things. All right, so when I first started, it was straight recreational. Every mm-hmm. Like, that's what my boys did. Yeah. Just, just roll up. Just. But as I got older... Yeah. And I got diagnosed with depression and anxiety. They had put mm-hmm. me on these uh, antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked... And then it kept on boosting up the levels of the like the, the middle milligrams or whatever. Yeah. And it got at one point it got bad. So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I ain't taking this stuff no more. So I just start smoking more. Mm-hmm. And it was not, at that point, it came more of a mental health mm-hmm. coping. Like I got like self medication. Sm- yes, exactly. Okay. Like on the weekends, I might recreationally smoke, but yeah. on a weekday. It's my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and this is my wind down. Like, I need that. understand. And, like, that was the thing that I was going to... You mentioned wind down. Like, is it... What is it about it? Is it, like, that it... Does, does it slow things down for you so you can sort through? Like, what do you... How do you feel that makes you feel more settled on it? It just helps me not get triggered faster. Okay. Like... So, it gives you a moment to stop, like, your immediate reaction. Yeah. Like, this helps me, like, put, process things a little better. Mm-hmm. Before overreacting, mm-hmm. like if I didn't s- smoke or nothing, and some stuff popped off, mm-hmm. I'm just might say something I shouldn't be saying, and then okay. regret it later on. But yeah. if I'm calm, like like slick, no, 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 my eye bet. All right. Well, you all right. Well, with that being said, like that sounds like it brings you joy because it gives you, in a sense, peace of mind. But, but I don't want to seem like a like a weed. No, no, like this no, nigga no. Smoke I, a weed. That's to say, I was just about to pivot in the way because it's not even just that. Like I can I can definitely respect if you're dealing with depression. Like I like as somebody who's very aware of like um, the mental health field and all of those things. Like I completely understand finding something that you feel allows you to make sense of the world easier. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely not putting that aside. What I'm I was going to say is that another thing you said is that you like working with your hands, too. Like it would like I don't want to say just because of your grandfather, but you mentioned that, and that you mentioned also like you know, like finding creative solutions. What is it about that that you like? I don't know. I think like growing up, like you take them tests of creative thinking and stuff mm-hmm. like that, critical thinking. Yeah, I ain't really like that stuff. But now I got older, mm-hmm. I like to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. and then that's then you figure stuff out like with tools. Mm-hmm. It takes my mind off stuff once again, like. It helps. Actually, that's like therapy. Also, like if I'm yeah. like say like say if I come on your TV, yeah, I got a. Which te- you have several of them. I appreciate. <laughs> you, I appreciate you. For sure, you already yeah. know, bro. But like, I got instructions. I got a task. I hand. It just helps me forget. Like my mind's always nonstop. Every like a remote control turning the channel mm-hmm. every day, all every minute, just mm-hmm. thinking of some new something dumb, something good. Like that's nonstop. So if I got a task. Mm-hmm. Where I'm using tools and stuff like that, I like it makes me forget about make forget about everything for real. I, I think that that's powerful to think about, man, because I think in both of those scenarios, both smoking weed and completing the task, it sounds like for a mind that's always just throwing stuff at, like just out there for you. Both of those things allow for allows for you to slow things exactly, down, exactly, bro, exactly, and, and, and process things, exactly. And, have a sense of like either relaxation or accomplishment at the end of it. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, did you, where do you think you learned, like, that those things felt good from? Like, just trial and error? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel, like, any connection at all with your grandfather, like, with the fact that you brought up that he worked on things? Like, I think you said he was a mechanic. Like, do you ever think about, like, how that kind of transpired? Like, you kind of, not that you're a mechanic, but you're very handy as well. Like, yeah, my, that was my, that was my granddad. That was my dad, my, uh, my guardian. Where you, when they signed that little court for parental school. guardian? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all that for, yeah, my whole, my life for real till he passed away for sure. Mm. He looked out way too much for me, like, way too much. I was spoiled. Like, I, like my granddad had four daughters. Mm-hmm. So, when, when my mom had me, I was technically his first son because he always wanted a, a son. So okay. that's why I got a special treatment. Oh, okay. So like, that's my man, man. I wish, I wish he still was here because he had a lot of wisdom, and yeah. I didn't pay attention to that when I was younger at all. A lot of not like you, young. You just one ear throughout the other ear, like absolutely. But now I got mad questions. I know he had pretty much got quick, pretty good answers for it, and. Yeah, I'm saying he's he's up up there with the big homie. So yeah, that's one thing that I always I always find difficult, man. Because my grandparents passed away, all of them, and I always think like how I wish I was more wise when they were here to ask the questions that I know man, what? Yeah, you know what I mean, (laughs) man, what? You know, but there's another like poetic justice in the world when I think to myself that you know everything happens for a reason because that in my maturity now i think it makes me more appreciative of the lessons that i know they tried to teach me back then you know what I'm saying? Like I always yourself. Go back, yeah you know what i'm saying and i think about like how it's in some ways my responsibility to carry the baton forward and living because i think about how a lot of their life was just so much the perspective was so much smaller than what i got to see just even my in my 37 years I probably seen more than, you know, my grandmother ever got to see. But she learned more than I could have ever learned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. a it's an interesting balance of like thinking about like what they saw, you know, versus what we get to see. Type yeah, of thing. for sure. So, um it definitely makes you at least for me, it makes me appreciate them, you know what I'm saying? So No, yeah. they they a big part of how I am like I watch how I'm not a parent, so I watch how I'm a very observant too. Like I always watching something. Yeah, you might not know I'm, I'm watching, but I'm peeping it. Yeah. So I watch how certain parents raise their kids. Yeah. And then you wonder why how why they acting like how they acting when they yeah. get older. Like you, they you're they're sponges. They're you're 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 they're, you're, they're, you're Batman and Rock. You're their superhero. They're gonna yeah. watch you all the time, even though you're not even you're not noticing that they're watching. They take you. your cues. They take their first cues and. And in some ways, I, I always think it's funny, too. Like, one of my favorite quotes is, be careful what you hate because you end up becoming it. And I think that whether you resent your parents, whether, you know, I, not it's not for me to speak on everybody's relationship with their parents, but I think that it's always interesting when we see the parallels between, you know, even how life turns out between what we go through and what our parents might have seen as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's like cyclical, like it's happening over and over again. Like, like a cycle, yeah. Yeah. One of the next questions I have, and this plays into what you were saying, you can answer anybody, famous people, non-famous people, parents, but, you know, who are the people that you feel like came before you and what did they teach you? Like, what's something that they taught you? 
the people that came before me. Yeah. It could be ancestors, people you feel like influence you. Hmm. Grandfather definitely influenced me. That's number one for sure. Uh, okay. A lot of sports athletes influence me, but I can't, okay. just can't think of like particular ones on top Why of Why athletes, though? Because I was big in, like, I'm big into sports. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm a team player, so okay. sports is big with me when it comes to, like, work ethic and, yeah. like, working with a team of guys or a crew like that, like, sometimes you got to sit back. Sometimes you got to be the captain. Like, yeah. I, and then I'm good with, like, once you play sports, you get should be able to take constructive criticism or instructions or mm-hmm. just that whole aspect of, like, uh, what the f- <laughs> sorry, man, take your time. You know the whole aspects of just being on a team, just, mm-hmm. Being clicked like, like support uh, one another, support one another, being yeah. locked in just to get the task, yeah, task done, yeah. So like everybody got a role to play, type of a thing. role, yeah. I'm, like, so I'm a role player, like yeah. I'll play my role, yeah. Why do you why do you choose to be a role player? Why not the star of the team, captain, whatever? You know what I'm saying? Why not that position? Because I feel as if I need to step up, I'll I'll be that guy if I know somebody's more competent than me, I let them take that position. But it, it sounds like you're you're. Your default is that you want to be the role player. You don't I don't to. though. Okay, well I really you don't, don't. want to be. The, okay. If I want to, I can be. I'm definitely okay. confident in but, that. But okay, so why? So I, then, or what would you say you would want to be on a team? Who who would your role models be? I mean, if you were to look at those sports, just say any. It don't got to be like the your favorite player, but like say like so AI was he was that dude. Okay, but he, his swag and everything just he had charisma. So yeah. I like I'd be like a snipe, like a Ray Allen or something, like, a, okay. like somebody that you recognize, but he ain't in the spotlight all like that. But w- okay. when he when he goes off, like I right, I forgot about bro. He's still like he's hard for real, but he ain't LeBron. But yeah, he still hold his weight. One of the things you mentioned, I think, and I, maybe this was off mic, so I apologize. But like you said, you like attention, but the right type of attention. Yeah, it sounds like like you 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 like. What rate like what Iverson stood for? Maybe that dog that we always refer to when we refer to Iverson. Yeah. But you didn't want that spotlight of like being the most like popular athlete. You know what I'm saying? So like, what I think it, that comes up like there's 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 you know there's boys you grew up with that was that was that nigga all, yeah. all the way up probably till right now. He yeah. Just, I was never that dude, okay. so I never got used to being that person. Okay. So if you throw me in that role. I won't know how to accept it oh, okay. or the responsibility or like all the pressures or whatever it comes with it. Right. I just like to be supportful, I Supportive. Guess. So yeah. like, so you, you've seen yourself as a part of great things, but never like the, the leader being seen as like the in charge of the great thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel you. And I think that it's funny that this, this term of like bonding through, team through family just keeps coming up for you like it just keeps coming up because like even when i think about your examples of athletes like you said ray allen like the ultimate like team player like the sniper on the team like 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 you said you know who he is like you got to respect him but he was out there with somebody that was probably more recognized as a, more of a dog than him yeah for you know sure. what i'm saying 
like I usually ask this question later, but I'm so curious. I might skip ahead. You know what? No, I'm, I'm going to stay in line. I'm going to stay in line. I get so tempted because I'd just be curious, but what what is something – the next question I have then, because I feel like I got a good understanding of the people that you feel like came before you and what they taught you, but what's something you think you're good at if you had to answer that question? What would you say it is? Hmm. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, that gave me a Nori question. <laughs> Turn the air conditioner on. One more wine while you think about it. FYI, this is definitely the longest pause on the I Don't Know Tom podcast right now. <laughs> oh, it said it right there. It's cool. Something I'm good at. Yeah. So There's something you think you're good at. Putting TVs on walls. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 joking, 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 but... I'm good at putting a smile on somebody's face. I could do that for sure. How do you do that? Like, what is it like that you, what is it about like doing that that you think you're good at? Like, that makes you good at it? I might say a little jokey joker. Just something, something stupid. I'm good at saying stuff to make people smile for some some reason. So like, I'm going to come back to Mountain TVs in a second. But like, you saying that you're good at putting smiles on people's faces, like, what is it about your sense of humor that you feel like makes you good at that? Like, why is that? Like, because you, you usually go with the smile, the humor, the joke. Yeah. Like, what is it about humor that plays a role in your life that you use that? I got. I used to watch a lot of com like uh, stand-up comedy. I oh, think okay. that's where I got my little. And then, like, going to, going to the bus stop. Okay. Ripping like <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly where it came from. That. Exactly yeah. where it came from. From Survival first grade, bus stop. going to the bus stop, mm-hmm. you just people ripping on each other. That's where I got my little witty sense of humor from. Exactly where I got it. Cause there ain't nobody in my family funny. Okay. Damn. Nah, for <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know, through your whole family. On nah, for sure, dog. Like I got my I got funny little cousins, but I'm the I'm yeah, the funny the dude. Of the family. Yeah. All right. So like. When you was at the bus stop, like, did you become, like, did you get, like, notoriety for that, like, being funny at the bus stop? As older I got, yeah. Like, especially yeah. when the high school, they, they always, like, slicks always talking shit. Right? Yeah. You get, became known for that in a way? Kind of. Did you like that? It's just be, I got used to it because that's how I, I always been like that. So, it was nothing to me. That was just part of my personality. Yeah. So, I ain't pay no attention to it for real, for real. So, do you feel like you... Did you just fall into it, you would say then? Like you recognized it was something you're good at and you just allowed that to be a part of like Yeah. Who you were? Yeah, just just like like you figure out you got a good jump shot. Like Yeah. I got I'm pretty decent out ripping and just making little jokes and stuff like that and I've always been like that since probably like shit, middle school probably when yeah. I tapped into it for real, for real. Yeah. As long as because at the end of the day, like 
you felt like you were making people feel good at the bus stop in high school or whatever. Even though I might have been making fun of somebody was no, wrong, but yeah, yeah, people still enjoyed it. So <laughs> yeah, that's where I got overall. The kick. I, I get what you're saying. Like, and then the other thing you you funny like you said in the joke, but I I clearly appreciate your services. Mountain TVs, like, where did like how did you arrive at T like Mountain TVs? Like, what is it about that in particular? Matt, it's just I could do a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like, it was just so. It's simple. Like I went to trade school to be an electrician. I was doing okay. that for a while, so I could do light, hang lights and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I knew the the landscape of the houses and stuff like that, which like the studs and the walls and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah. I seen, and honestly, I be looking out for the culture because I be, <laughs> yeah, I be look, I, my prices is low as oh hell. Like God, I be yo. looking I out for y'all when for you real. Sent me that prayer. I was like, what? Nah, I be, <laughs> no, nah that's another thing <laughs> so, about blessing people. I like to bless people. So yeah. I ain't gonna roof, roof you on no price because it's some. It's a simple task. It's just yeah. a lot of guys don't don't want to do it. But like. Out of all things, though, man, like you, 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 you keep saying I, I'm letting you off the hook in some of these answers. Nah, go ahead, like, man. But like, why mount? Like you could, like you said, you went to trade school for being an electrician. Why mounting TVs of all things? Like, it was, was there like a need? Like, what did you like? What was going on? I think one of my boys asked me to mount his, and yeah. But you would they just know like too. people just know I'm a handy dude because I get yeah. asked to hang whatever. Yeah. So. It's more TVs got asked to get be hung. I'm like, this okay. is easy as hell. Like, why isn't, why ain't your man, why ain't your boyfriend doing this easy as shit? <laughs> Don't judge people. No, nah, I know. Everybody, everybody <laughs> have a, a good granddad <laughs> like me to teach me how to use tools and shit. No, man. But not like, all right. So, like, it sounds like you have this trend of finding these skill sets that you feel like you are good at that bring people joy or fulfill a need for people and you stick with it. Like, what is it that you're searching for in doing that? Like, people's appreciation, looking, like, to fit in? Like, what is it in particular that's coming? Definitely. Well, I, I do like the appreciation. Okay. I like the tips if you if I get tips sometimes. Absolutely. But like, like I said before, like, I can't explain it. It's just something when I do something for somebody, I, I got to, it fills my soul up with this. Mm. This happy. Yeah. That makes me happy. Like, I, 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 you yeah. try to say, you try to get to a, yeah. a certain thing but i can't help it like no I, I i understand like when i, don't I do think shit that, that just makes that, make, make me happy when i see it i smile on somebody's face that something that i've done for them yeah i think that it's okay if we know why it's happening right like i'm not saying that you can't do things for others to make yourself happy what i'm saying is that it usually is in my opinion it's not a good idea for the act of doing things for others to make you happy like you need to be aware of what you're getting in return. And what it sounds like you're getting as I listen to these answers is that what they're giving you is this feeling of family, of community, of connection. You know what I'm saying? And that's fulfillment, I guess. Good. I don't know. Just but that is fulfillment to you. It sounds like in a lot of ways, the things that you do, whether it be for people, for yourself, whatever, are predicated on building bonds with people like you. You want to feel a connection with people that that feels like a team, that feels like a family, that family, feels like yeah. whatever it is. Maybe if I had my own little tribe, yeah, I might not be giving out so much. See, and there's the control, and that's why I think answering that question for yourself is important because now you get to choose. Like if you know, like for sure, that's what drives you, 
then you can steer it towards whatever you feel like. If you feel like you don't want to keep putting yourself out in the world, you want to focus on just the family, then you can choose to do that if it, because you know that you can find fulfillment there. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, not to put myself in a spot, but like when I realized what brought me joy was stories, like listening to stories, people provide, people like yourself provide endless stories because you've lived a life I'll never be able to step into. Like, I'll never have your perspective, but I can listen to you. (laughs) For sure. You know what I'm saying? I can listen to your story. And the thing that I get in return is that by listening to you, I get to think about those circumstances, that scenario, and I get to learn from difference and I can grow. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know what the benefit is. Now I know if I ever want that, I can find it in whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you do things for others. I'm just saying that it's good to know why you do those things for others. I think I give myself a reason at the time why I do it. Yeah. But at the same time, this all comes back around like that energy they that that family just, that, feeling that that you just see that smile like oh thank you like yeah. some people you know they don't really mean it but when the people that really mean it yeah you just feel all that and this makes you feel better like damn that's I'm happy to help you out like I I'm able to have the the funds or whatever you needed at the time to help you out. And in some ways, that's similar to what, like, what some might say a teacher's motivation is. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a teacher who's usually underpaid is the value that they get is seeing a student connect with yeah, the material. Yeah, 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 facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get the value of seeing, like, your work, whatever you did, your value connect with somebody else and build a bond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes you feel good. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that that's I, – I definitely understand that. What would you say you're afraid of? After, after, for real, after I went skydiving. Yeah, I saw that. My uh, my fear thing then went up. So yeah. then your threshold for fear. Yeah. Like. So then being in certain situations in the I ain't no street nigga like that, yeah. but sometimes you might have something a bullet go past your head up. or something like I, that. I so or being a wild ass situation, but. So, I really ain't scared of shit. All right. If you had to answer the question, though, think of anything. It could be a scenario. If a plane, if I'm on a plane and it's about to crash, yeah. I on, I'm gonna be yeah, it's a wrap. But but there's something to be said about that though, because out of all the scenarios you could have picked, you said a plane. I I think that in that it sounds like you're afraid of uncontrollable situations. That yeah, 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 yep, yep. Yeah. Why is that? Cause if I want to die, I want to be on my own terms. Like, <laughs> at least I That's try to be. Like, yeah, about functioning, mechanical issues. Like, yeah, some old uh, what's that movie called? Final Destination shit. Yeah. Like, nah. Let, That's like, so funny that like it don't even sound like you're afraid of death. You're afraid of death that like you can't control. <laughs> like that's that's kind of wild. Yeah, I like unexpected. Like, like if I got a heads up with it, like. Like he about to die today. I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, bet. What? <laughs> I, hey. I, I can, I can, I can, I can process <laughs> all that shit. Do what I gotta do. Live my life. Twenty four hours to live. Way, I was just about to bring like, that up. Like you want the real twenty four hours? Yeah, I need the whole mace. Yeah, you want puff the DMX puff? I need all that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you want puff? If you had twenty, no. But go ahead. But man. like, nah, this. That, that's how life is. Like people wake up and don't. And go to like make it to their crib yeah. at the end of the day, so you gotta keep that shit in perspective too. Yeah, see, like I think it's always interesting, like how a lot of people 
particularly people that like are proximate to I won't even say street shit, just like violence in their environment in general. Like there's this idea of not necessarily feeling fearing the ultimate outcome of whatever could happen. It's this feeling of fearing fe- fearing unfulfillment. Like fearing the idea of never making it to your your final goal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I always think about that paid in full scene where uh Mitch is talking about like you know, if I quit, like, would they still love me be, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not even talking about, like, death. Like, he's talking about the loss of legacy, like, fear. Like, even if one of my favorite Brad Pitt movies ever, Troy, like, the, he said to the young boy that, because he was about to go fight that giant dude in the beginning, and the little boy was like, he's a mountain of a man. I wouldn't want to fight him. He was like, that's why nobody will remember your name. Yeah. Like, it's not about, like, fearing death. It's, like, fearing, like, not completing your goal like where does that come from i guess like me not want to be a disappointment to my family like i always thought to myself like if i ever got arrested like i'll just disappoint my family so bad like so i try to stay out of trouble with shit like i think about disappointing my family and if i disappoint them that put a a stain on my last name like it depends Mm -hmm. how bad the, the fucked up shit I might have done, but yeah. I don't want to tarnish my name. You so that is that why you want that control? So like you can say like you know like I went on these terms, so I know what like my legacy is in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like my I don't want to keep talking about death because it's never a good conversation, but I do think it's interesting that like your your fear also is associated with family. Like your name, because you said you don't want to, you don't want a tarnish on your, your legacy, your name, your family. Yeah. My you know blood, it's almost yeah. like you don't want your team to suffer from something that it, happened to you. I think this all comes from like, like my granddad was the king of the family and just, and yeah. I was under like, just watched him. He, I didn't, he kept shit in line yeah. for the most part. And I, yeah. even up in heaven, I don't want to disappoint him. Like, yeah, I just don't want to put no, st- like Marlo said, my name's my name. I yeah. don't want, I don't want on your name. I understand. Yeah. My, what, what, do you think that where you are now, do you feel like you've successfully accomplished that? Like you, like, would you see yourself like as a job? Well, then like successful. I'm working progress, but it's still, it's, it's looking good. Okay. I had times where I couldn't figure it out, but that's life. Like life, you life and then yeah. praying and whatever you need to do to get your thoughts together. And you figure it out. And, it takes time though, patience, big patience for sure. But yeah. no, nah, I'm way better than what I was for sure. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Like I remember um, one of my favorite like recent quotes from uh, like the whole LeBron thing, or I think he had a show or no, I, I don't think I, he had a show. I know he had a show called The Shop. Oh, no, I still watch that. Had, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a, uh, one clip where he was talking about like talking to Brady about playing because he was uh, getting older. And um, he said Brady told him that the whole time he was starting the game, he was, like, learning the test. Like, every game was a test, and he had to answer the questions. And he said now with this later stage of his career, he feel like he got all the answers. So he's like, why would I stop taking a test if I know all the answers now? And I feel like having purpose is kind of like that. Like, our whole lives, 
we live trying to figure out like why am I here? Like what's my job? Like what what matters? Still you know ask that question. Yeah, and like I think when you figure out purpose, that's like the blueprint. Like that's the answer to the why. What we don't get is always the how. We don't get control over the how. We definitely don't get control over the when. But the why, if you know what that is, I think it at least gives you the option of starting to try those other two things. You know what I'm saying? Like me doing this podcast, like I knew, I know that my purpose, at least right now, it's listening to stories because those help me grow. Those hopefully benefit the other people I'm working with. And it's making connections. That's what I think I'm good at. You know what I'm saying? And if I keep doing those things and finding creative ways to do those things and work hard at it, then the when and the how will eventually eventually come together. Come together yep. You know what I'm saying? So I think the same is true for you in a lot of ways. If like bringing joy to people, whether it be through humor, whether it be through your practical labor skills, no matter what it is, if those truly bring you joy and you keep doing those things or finding creative ways to do those things like I remember you jokingly said to me, like, you want to mount a TV on a ceiling, like, or something crazy, like. No, I, I, <laughs> I, like, actually, I, I follow this page on IG, and this dude, I can't remember his name, but he's dope. And I think he'd be working with a shorty. His shorty be helping yeah. him mount TV. So I'm like, that's super that's, dope. Yeah, that's dope as hell. Yeah, but now he got the thing coming out the ceiling and all oh, that shit. shit. <laughs> so he took my little idea. But, he stole your idea. Uh, no, I probably was already out here, but. Yeah. He, I seen it actually visually, so I'm like, ah, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, but I think if you keep finding ways to do those things, then eventually the when and the how will make sense. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of that, if you could wave a magic wand, if you could think of the ultimate version of you, like what would you be doing? What does that look like? Like paint the, paint the scene for me. What are you doing? The ultimate version of me? Yeah. Unlimited resources. You can do whatever you want. I since I'm now been in like big in the fishing now. Yeah, I'm somewhere fishing, bro. Mm. Like being by that water, just it's peaceful. Like talking about like clearing your mind. Yeah, something about that tranquility about that water. Being by even our funky ass rivers, like <laughs> even Don't shit on the rivers, you. No, like you need like <laughs> Three people. Of them pick people one. follow me IG. They see I be catching them fishing every day. Absolutely. Like, like nigga, you don't be working, you be fishing. Like nah, I work though, but there's. <laughs> There's times I got gaps of time where I could do my thing, but as soon as I get back there, it just it's like going through a door to another another place. I'm like, ah, it just it's quiet. Yeah, your focus is on just catching the fish. You ain't thinking about nothing else. So like, it's funny you say fishing because it's like the it's like it's like mounting a TV that you don't never ever know is going to go up. Because it didn't, because it's like when you fish, like you're doing all the work, like technical stuff. Like I, I think I've even seen you picking out the bait, right? So it's like the measuring and all of that. But you don't know if you're going to catch a fish. Or uh, not. No, it's not called, you know it's not called catching. It's called exactly. fishing. Exactly. And that, that's real. I never thought of that. That's real shit. So like, that's what I'm saying. It's like the, it's like the old, in some ways, the ultimate version of doing a task that you never, you don't ever know the ending of. And I'm a competitive person. So. Mm-hmm. It's a competition between me and the fish. They get my get yeah. my bait. Oh, it's on. I'm gonna <laughs> catch a little cousin or dad or something. But yeah, nah, I, I I've been liking doing that lately. Like, so like, with that being said, you said you're somewhere fishing. Are you doing something to do that fishing? Or are you only fishing? Like, is it complete freedom to only fish? Oh no, I say 
So I'll paint the picture for you. I'm going to be on the island or somewhere. Okay. I'm have my shirt off for sure because <laughs> I like. I All right. Definitely have my shirt off for my tap. All right. But uh, by the ocean, the sea breeze, just the whole vibe, just smelling, smelling that. You know, you, you know, you smell that. Sh- yeah. That shit when you go on vacation. Absolutely. And s- some eye candy around me, just okay. somebody to enjoy my. I can have a group of people. I can have, I'm saying whatever. Just I, I gotta have some people around me because. Okay. I enjoy, I have more fun when I have my friends around me having fun at the mm-hmm. same time, it seemed like. So you're on a beach, you there's a freedom, but there's also like the people around you and it's like this family feel and everybody's enjoying themselves. Yeah, like I don't wanna. Are they enjoying themselves because of you or are they just enjoying themselves no matter what? No matter what. Okay. Cause I got them out, out Pittsburgh or whatever right, they're and at. And because of you, cause you <laughs> yeah. got them out of Pittsburgh. All right, but so it sounds like the ultimate version of you is both completing a task like fishing somewhere, wherever that is. And also the ultimate version of family to no matter what that looks like, like whether it's a group of people, family, friends, associates, whoever, but y'all all somewhere that you've created the conditions for like being on an Island and they enjoying themselves. Yeah. Facts. I understand. Facts. Facts. That's crazy. In some ways, it keeps coming full circle. Like, I think that's the beauty of listening to people's stories that I love is that no matter how complicated and how different people think that we are, there's few fundamental things about us that make us tick. And they just kind of, they grow out of us in all these dynamic ways. But when you find a common denominator, it it sounds like that's who you are, like somebody who wants to have a fam wants to provide for a family provide good experiences for people and wants to do things that bring them a sense of accomplishment yeah yep that's real okay bro (laughs) (laughs) so but that's that's what i think based on listening to you though and that's what you you told me you hit it on the head with the the hammer right there. yeah but but even more so like if you had to answer the question again because i asked in the beginning and i always ask again at the end who are you? Who would you say you are now after having this conversation? You could be the same answer too. It's cool. I don't even remember what I said the first time, but yeah, cool ass. Yeah, I'm like, a cool yeah, ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still. I'm always gonna be that. All right, number one. But like, I need. A, I'm a. I'm a family oriented guy. Yeah. Like I like to be around good friends and family. Like mm-hmm. that. That's what makes me happy for real. Okay. All right. And I've been alone too much. I, yeah. I, I've been by myself way too many years in my life. So that's probably why I need people around me also. And I, I think, and I, I didn't want to bring that up because I didn't want to assume, but it, it sounds like usually our, our, the, things that are, the things that are our callings are our response to our biggest traumas in some way. At least that's what I've learned from listening to people's stories. Like the thing that people are, feel like is their calling to do, the thing that brings them the most joy is the opposite sometimes of the trauma that brought them in some ways, maybe the most pain or sense of loss or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that because you didn't mention it, but it made me think whenever you kept bringing up family and being around people, if the idea of being alone was a a, a real fear too. Being alone. Not saying you can't do it because there's a difference. No, I've been there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it, it doesn't seem like, Ideally, like that is one of the things that you don't like, like at all. No, I don't. Cause when she, I do like my 
every man, every person likes their time where they want to be. time, yes, I understand, but yeah. Once you by yourself a lot, you, you're getting your head. Yeah. And then I get my head too bad sometimes. Yeah. So I understand. I don't I don't like that when I'm in my head. And and it sounds like in a psychiatrist told me once that the best way to deal with trauma is give it purpose. It sounds like you've taken that that not wanting to be alone, not getting in your head, and you've developed a way of dealing or creating using your talents of either being funny, doing for others or whatever to create family so you don't got to do that. And there's like you know, there's days and you follow me on Twitter, you might see yeah. some tweets and people have been like DM yeah. like, "Bro, you good?" I'm like, "Yeah." And we might have a little discussion, but that sometimes that's just the, I gotta get shit out my head. I understand. If I let if I let it linger and become a cancer, it's just gonna become worse. So yeah. I might tweet some shit I might not even supposed to be tweeting, uh-huh. but I don't give a fuck because some people in my head, somebody else is going through that shit too. Absolutely. So like, neither we can help each other out, or you're not the only one. You're not alone. So yeah. There's this there's this saying that no thought is original. Like everything that's been thought has been thought before. So I think that you're right in the sense that whatever you're saying, somebody might connect with. But uh, I will say that like to your point of needing to get it out, I think it sounds similar to me of when if you go to like Alcoholics Anonymous, it'll say like you need to admit like that you got a problem. Yeah. Sometimes vocalizing something like even when I as a people pleaser. When I was trying to change, when I had to learn how to say no, I had to literally say no out loud. Like I had to hear myself saying it because I, I, I was so, it was so foreign because in a lot of ways, I thought my value came from like other satisfied, others being satisfied with what I did yeah. made me feel good. So I, in some ways felt like, well, if I did something and somebody was dissatisfied, then I felt bad. Until I came to the point where I realized that that's not sustainable. I can't let how others feel about me, for lack of a better phrase, dictate my mood. I have to figure out a way to literally bring myself joy, which made me ask myself, well, what brings you joy? You know what I'm saying? And like one of the first things that I did, and I don't know if people do this anymore, but I got off social media. Not because it's like bad, but because when you have so much coming at you and you get on there all the time, and you're always looking you don't realize that you're absorbing other people's perspectives all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good or bad, indifferent, whatever. It's everybody else's influence. Like on what you should watch, on what you're eating, what you're doing. So by like removing that, I had to sit, I was almost like in a box of isolation of what do you want to watch? Like, what do you even want to do? What do you like? No, I had nobody else's influence. Well, I I take breaks. Okay. And then (laughs) when I take my breaks, I get a DMs like, (laughs) <laughs> when, you come, when you coming back, like, I, so like Twitter's kind of like a purpose for me too. Like, yeah. I make people's days when they're Absolutely. probably not having a good day. Yes, yeah, and then even when I have a bad day, if I could, it depends how bad it is. Yeah, me by me making people laugh, if I could bring it out of me. Yeah, it makes me feel better. Absolutely, but I, I think that the the thing that I think is important is recognizing like, I'm not even saying everybody should take a break. I don't whatever I way think that in you, all, do you it. should just take it. <laughs> but deep. I yeah. think that you have to have a way of remembering who you are separate from everybody and whether or not you know it, just the act of being on social media and getting the scroll and see what somebody else thinks influences you. 
if you remove that when you don't know what anybody is doing in the world the only thing left is what you're doing <laughs> you know so that's that was why i found that valuable so i think that like for me i had to get that like you saying you got to get it out like you got to say it you got to do it that expression I, people told I me that told me like write it down burn it this it, and it's on a little methods yeah. do write it in a journal but i know if i put on the time like i don't put super serious stuff it's just yeah. little link stuff that's be pissing me off like i gotta get it out of my head just yeah. so i can move on with it i know people's paying attention in my mind ain't nobody paying attention to this shit yeah it just i'm throwing it out there it's, it's going to disappear once people start scrolling after yeah. so many hours whatever but it's temporary it's te- yeah temporary facts yeah my my thing but I've, i gotta see it yeah. and i gotta see it go like i don't know it's weird with me i gotta that's probably why i tweet I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. I think what you're experiencing and even if people are having empathetic responses to it, the reaction is predicated on when they see it, they're forced to react to it and they're worried. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know what to do with that information. They're not in your head. They don't know the, the substance of what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the thing that I've learned, it's funny because. I've seen posts. I see this all the time, and I'm not judging people who do it. I've been there. People will tweet. They'll retweet a post about how much they hate it. And I'm like, in some ways, you don't see how counterintuitive. Like, you're you're bringing more attention to the thing that you're saying shouldn't have attention. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and then, like, so, like, what I'll do, if I, I'll literally see something, and I'm like, the only reason this person is saying this is because they want people to react to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, this is, I'm, people are going to hate me, but whatever. This, I'm, this is what grounds my gears. I saw a post and it was like four, uh, it was like four frames of like dudes with their girl and they was grabbing their butt, like holding them like in a romantic yeah, them little mean And pictures, it was yeah. like, it was some random woman that said, girls don't like this. Like women don't like this. And people are retweeting it like, Oh, I don't know what she's talking about. I, and I'm like, of course you like this. Like, who, like the whole reason that this picture exists. She's clickbait. Exactly. It's the clickbait. And it's like, even though people recognize that it's clickbait, it, does, it still doesn't stop them from clicking it. And I think that that's why when people don't know what your goal is, when they don't know what you're doing, it forces them to have a reaction. Mm. What I've learned is that instead of having a reaction, I ask myself what my goal is. Like if I see something that's concerning or whatever, it's not about me. Like, I don't know why that person is doing that. Am I even the person that needs to speak to them? You know what I'm saying? Like whatever they're doing, they're doing it for them. They have a purpose that's separate and apart from me. Now, if I have a relationship where I have enough information to make a judgment on, like if I should reach out, then I'll do that. But for the most part, I'm letting people figure out the world in a way that makes sense to them. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's a lot of people that can't stop themselves from reacting to what they see because they don't know how to deal with it for themselves. And you know it's, it's a lot of people that's not even qualified to even speak on <laughs> m- majority yeah. of this shit. Yeah. Then like, you ain't even been through it. You ain't been in those person's shoes. Or Absolutely. Whatever the case may be. Like that. That's the one thing I think is beautiful. I watched the movie, uh, the other night I watched it's called Fargo I don't know if you ever seen I it. heard about like, yeah, yeah man. I, people have recommended it to me all the time it was the first time I watched it and the whole movie you can watch this movie looking at these people like 
every, all these people is a piece of shit. Like they're all terrible, like whatever. Right. But then the whole thing is that you can judge these people, but nevertheless, this happened. So that means that a person existed that thought these things were good ideas. And instead of judging them, you should learn from them. Like if I'm somebody that intends to be famous, I think about like looking at some stuff that like a Kevin Hart or a Jay-Z or somebody, all of these dudes have been through. And instead of judging them, I'm like, what is it that they did and how did they arrive and learn from it so that maybe I can avoid that? Because I could see myself doing the same thing. So, like, Kevin Hart's mishaps. Exactly. Like, you can see that and be like, he's dumb, yada, yada, whatever. But when you can see yourself doing the same thing, it makes you more aware of how to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? See, that's how I I kind of have my thought process. But I'm not for cheating. Yeah. I don't agree with cheating. Yeah. I ain't wasn't raised around that shit. So. Yeah. I'm not You're referring I'm, to like cheating in relationships. Relationships, yeah. yeah so, yeah. like how you said, you see somebody do something. Like mm-hmm. I, see, I might see pairs, or whatever. Absolutely. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. So when it, if it happens to come back to me, I might. I watch plenty of people do that, and it ain't come. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't work good for their favor. So yeah. ain't no point for me to be even trying that shit. Yeah. But I, I think that that act is it's it's a violation because what's it's funny because what's the ultimate violation in team sports cheating? That's and, what all that's quite <laughs> there you go. Connect it all together. <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> I love connecting stuff because like for you to have that strong of an opinion on it, it goes but like not to say it's sports generated, but like it just parallels because that's the ultimate violation. You could win. You could lose like whatever. But if I found out that something happened because you cheated, if I like to your point about death, if I lost without knowing why, then it, it's it's unsettling. Yes, it's, it's uncomfortable. I need a reason. Yeah, so I, I definitely understand you, man. And the one thing that I realized, and I don't know if this will help, and, and I'm not giving you advice; I'm just throwing it out. No, nah, I'm any advice, to, bro. When it comes to like my thoughts on that now, is that. I don't I'm not going to do it because I know myself enough to know that I don't I I know what I'm looking for now. Right. I think that a lot of times what men don't or men can't say or may not be able to like vocalize that or not even men, people in general. Like when that happens, it's because you want something more in the moment than you want overall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that sensation is. And I think that in my mind right now, I'm so focused on what I want overall, it's almost like I have too much to lose that anything that I bring in any business relationship, any personal relationship, it has to contribute to that overall. And I'm going to, and I'm at the space where I'm mature enough to make the investment in whoever I'm with. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, you do got too much to lose because when you do that bullshit, you, you lose time. You never get back. Exactly. You lose the special energy you give to somebody that you're never going to get back. Yeah. Or somebody stole it away from you if they cheated on you. Yeah. Then like money, you lose out on money. I'm saying you get that back, but it's yeah. the purpose of who you did it, spun it on. Yeah. For the like, you're not gonna get that back. So. But that's but that comes from I think being able to because regardless of us being able to look at it and say all the negatives of cheating, the fact is that it happens. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of the negatives, people still make that decision, and I think it's because. 
where in those moments, if you believe you're cheating, you're unable to look at the broader outcome of what you're doing. Like you only care about the the short term gain. You know what I'm saying? Whatever yeah, that is, and, and it happens on both sides. Or you really just want <laughs> for to sure, cheat. like whatever, like because this ain't like no, it's not one dimensional. No, nah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> you get on certain platforms. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, like yeah. y'all females just y'all really <laughs> oh, just good go. at it. <laughs> no, we got. To, I wish we had another. <laughs> no, no, y'all just good at it. Yeah, no, I, ain't gonna, I, mean, I give y'all, y'all props. You know why? Like, or I shouldn't say you know why. I don't know why women like. I think it's because like women are better at being discreet because they're more emotionally intelligent. That's just what yeah, it, like nah, and, and usually exactly it's because. Dude. And, and from my opinion, I don't. I'm probably gonna get like women are probably somewhere like, what the hell are you talking Nigga, it's, about? Nigga, it's, it's on my. Yo, you yeah, can blame me. From, it's, my, <laughs> from my opinion, I think that they, like people say men are dumb. It's because if you, if you look at like emotional intelligence, like women, a lot of women have to look at themselves in the reflection of how society views them a lot. A lot. You know what I'm saying? So you're constantly taking inventory of what you look like, how you feel, all of those things. You have to deal with that. Like men don't have to consider those things. Like men don't have to worry about if what I'm wearing is too short or whatever, whatever. Like it's not a construct. So in a lot of ways we get let off the hook. Women have to consider that. So like if if you're always feeling like you're under scrutiny, if you get used to operating like you're under scrutiny and you're doing something where you're scrutiny might doing. like you're good already. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like if you are trained to to if you're like somebody who's a trained gymnast and you got to break into a building you're like chris brown like you're like on takers like you're just gonna be good at breaking into a building so it's not like a sinister thing i just think that it's a byproduct of emotional intelligence emotional like i know how to regulate moving around you and now women are emotional beings also way emotional yeah. than us yeah and like <laughs> it's just funny but i'm not making this a men and women podcast i'm getting off this boat but no like my last question was who are you man we went on the tangent talking about all this other stuff but the last thing I want to do to every guest I at or have on the show is: Is there anything you want to ask me? You could ask me anything; doesn't matter. Yeah, I do want to ask you something. Like, was you always smart as hell? <laughs> no, this ain't. No, like I don't. Cause I like think, you're one of the most intelligent. I appreciate per- that, people I know personally, bro. For real, for real. Like, like I appreciate it, that's flattered as hell. Like I, I think I was always curious. And I was always like, I, I caught on to things like I, I get like I found things to be interested in and I would research and do all of that. But as smart as I might be, I feel like I, I was I only really was able to use it to my benefit when I became more mature. OK, you know what I'm saying? Like when I realized that I, even if I knew a lot, that didn't mean I knew everything type of thing. And I think that's what makes me value people like everybody, like no matter who you are. Like I always say that my goal is to talk to everybody because I think no matter who you are, you have a perspective. One of the things that was a big thing that happened in my life, this is a very long winded answer, but one of the things that happened was when I went to college, I remember one of the first times I came back home, I was, it was like a Christmas break and I was talking to somebody like my family members just around the house and they was talking about politics or something. And I remember thinking, like, everybody sounds so dumb. <laughs> like, like, and I remember, but instead of, like, judging them, I immediately, because I was a people pleaser, judged myself. Like, I feel bad for thinking that. And then I realized, like, the only way to change that is to find value in their perspectives, even if I don't think they're the most intelligent or informed or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And what I realized was that it's no matter what we are limited, uh, we're limited based on what we've been exposed to. And a lot of my family, I was the first generation college student. Like I was the first person to go to college. Well, maybe the first person. I think I was the first person to go to college. Definitely the first person to graduate. And I was, by virtue of a lot of the sacrifices of others, able to go and do that, see a lot, learn more. And my job wasn't to just judge them because I knew more. It was to value them and share what I know. Educate them. So I think that I think when people say that I'm smart, I think really what it is is that I'm open minded and curious. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't presume that I got it all figured out in ways that people that think they're smart say they do if that makes you're sense. knowledgeable yeah I, I, in, in that way so yeah, yeah. Show for sure. <laughs> any other or any other questions uh, you can ask me anything man take the time let me off so, the hook so nah bro <laughs> I'm about to think of some funny shit that's alright go so, ahead uh, <laughs> here we go so you retire your Nefs and Ike ain't you from the hill oh uh, yeah I didn't retire I, <laughs> I ain't never really like, damn, I'm it's like, like a we, Jamaican not speaking yeah, in a Bamba Cl- like Patois, Patois yeah, yeah. I, I remember I, I'm gonna probably lose my hill car for admitting this but what broke me other than Nefs and Ike was when I like I was living with my mom and she moved to Bell Suver and I had to catch I was going to Prospect Middle School and I was catching the I was catching the Hill bus to school sometimes. I had to catch the the Bell Super bus home and I was the only dude on the bus saying Nef Psych, Nef Psych, Nef Psych, Nef Psych. And I just I couldn't say it to nobody, so I just eventually <laughs> like, stopped saying that, yo. It was part of called, my <laughs> called turkey on a Nef Psych. Yeah, it did. Yeah, like it just broke me of it like I just stopped saying it, yo. And it was funny because the next time I really started hearing it, because, like, I wasn't going to school with a lot of people from the Hill, so I ain't hearing it in school. I went to high school at Carrick, and not a lot of people from the Hill went to Carrick. Like, the next time I heard it was in college, and it was a dude, like, (laughs) you know Cliff. You're like, I don't know if you know Cliff from the Hill. He used to literally call him Cliff Ike. And he was the only dude up Slippery Rock that I still heard say Nefs like all the time. <laughs> like, so it's funny because I ain't heard it until I went to college again. Like, it don't yeah. even slip out, maybe. Nah. nah Not I at all. Like, nah, you wouldn't even know you from the HI. <laughs> nah, you ain't told nobody. That's why nobody believes me when I say it. But yeah, I grew up, yo. I know how to, like, you. I grew up on a hill during a time when if you said Nefs, you had to spell it. Like, so people, like, prove it, like, that you was what? on the hill, yo. Like, that was it, like, no, you ain't from the hill. Spell the nefs. Like, spell the nefs. Like, I remember that, yo. Like, so if you was really from, if you remember that and you was from the hill, you old like me. So, but yeah, it's at the bus stop. <laughs> there's people like, no, you ain't from the hill. Spell that. So, yeah, no more nefs like in my vocabulary. Yeah, all I'm like saying, gr- grown now. There's no use from the, from that area. I never heard yeah. you even yeah. slip out your mouth. No, nah, man. I, I might say it like occasionally on Facebook, but no. Nah. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Anything else, bro? Nah, that was that's it right there. That's sure. it, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show, man. This was a fun conversation, and hopefully, you feel like you gained something from it too. Nah, man. I gained a lot. You brought yeah. a lot of insights. That, that shit, I gotta start thinking about. Appreciate I have to start that. think about what makes me happy now. There you go, man. Think so. about it, and I, I would say the best thing is like once you figure it out, you then figure out a way to create it for yourself. And and, and that was a thing. Like I know now, when life hit me, when some unpredictable stuff happened, and I get sad, 
I was like, now I know what to go to to start making me happy again. And that's that creates that resilience. Uh, yeah, so. I need to find that outlet. So, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Clap Thank you, up, my yo. man. Appreciate no doubt, you. Man. All right, man. See you later.